Could it be that by inhibiting this gene, we can eliminate religious convictions and people with them? The Social Psycho Confabulation with Ben and Mr. A. Have you heard about Rachel Dolezal? No. Is this the transracial person? Yes. Oh, wow. Maybe I have then. There's a documentary about her on Netflix. But she was born to white parents and somehow... You know, she has this whole story about how she identifies as being black. And then she became the president of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington, uh, from 2014 until 2015. And she led a lot of these Black Lives Matter protests. Um, So it's just very weird. Like, the whole documentary is very disturbing. Um... And she, like, kind of enrages a lot of black people. Um, Okay, I just pulled up a picture of her, though. I'm not going to lie. There's some black vibes going on there, but also... She does a good act. Yeah. She, like, does her hair up. She gets, gets like, a perm or something. They show that in the film. Yeah. Yeah. They show pictures of her from childhood. She's white as can possibly be. Looks like Irish. Like, literally Irish. Like, blonde hair freckled pale face yes okay she writes in on her computer during the documentary like i don't know why they filmed this but she's writing and she's typing she's like even though i look like pippi longstocking i felt black (laughs) it's like what so i don't know what's going on with that but it was very disturbing because she was lying the whole thing, like, people kept being like, well, you have to stop lying. Like, it, we don't care that you're, like, the president of this thing and that you're organizing these marches or whatever you're doing. It's like, you just can't be going around saying that you're black when you're white. And it was very contentious. And then it was interesting, too, because they juxtaposed it with, like, the trans thing. They were, like, there was, a, like, TMZ or whatever those people did an interview where they were interviewing someone, like, a black person, and they were like, Rachel Dolezal isn't black. But they were like, but Caitlyn Jenner is a woman. And then the TMC people were like, okay, well, that's inconsistent. Like, you either need to pick a lane. Like, either they're both not what they say they are or they both are. So either Rachel Dolezal is black or Caitlyn Jenner is not a woman. That is a good point. So, it was, yeah, very interesting. But, yeah, anyway. it's uh, – I don't know what's going on there. I did – want to read this quote that reminded me so you were saying why does any of this matter you know like why does why do people get so inflamed about all of this stuff on both sides like why are we even talking about it right well so here's this quote this is from theodore dalrymple dalrymple um he's like a writer and whatnot um so it says In my study of communist societies, I came to the conclusion that the purpose of communist propaganda was not to persuade or convince, not to inform, but to humiliate. And therefore, the less it corresponded to reality, the better. When people are forced to remain silent, when they are being told the most obvious lies, 
or even worse, when they are forced to repeat the lies themselves, they lose once and for all their sense of probity. To assent to obvious lies is, in some small way, to become evil oneself. One standing to resist anything is thus eroded and even destroyed. A society of emasculated liars is easy to control. I think if you examine political correctness, it has the same effect and is intended to. Probity, the quality of having strong moral principles, honesty, and decency. Yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was like a little interesting take on it because the humiliation component, here we are. We recently were told what our podcast is about. We're actually doing a uh, social or a psychosocial analysis of current events, news yeah. and current events. So that's what I'm about to do here is why does any of this matter? The psychosocial analysis is humiliation today. <laughs> Because it is like, that is an interesting kind of emotion to put your finger on. Like, what is it about all of this? Like, what's going on? Like, why do people react so viscerally? Why do people feel so bad about it? And uh, yeah, I could definitely see that there's some aspect of like humiliation, like being forced to do something um, that's just, yeah, uh, offensive to your conscience, maybe. Well... I don't know because I've never tried to like, I've never tried to like mind control somebody or anything. But as far as I have heard and understand, like some of the tactics have to do with like breaking your psyche. So you like make oh a God. child like kill their pet or something like that, like something morbid. That's like the full, like that's like a the most extreme, like going like you know in that case, you like go against your principles, which you know is right, what you just told to do this thing, you have to do it, you know, kind of or else. Mm, you're told to do something wrong, morally wrong. Yeah, that or, you believe is morally or we'll wrong. We'll do it. We'll kill it if you don't kill it. What I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the precise way to break the psyche of somebody. Mm. But I do know. Well, but don't they do that in experiments too, like the shock ones yeah, exactly. or whatever, where they were like, shock the participant, shock the participant. Yeah. So I can see that, that that would have a degrading effect on one's like moral standing, like the story they tell themselves. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting part about it. It's like he makes the conclusion that, well, if you do this repeatedly, then your ability to resist, to stand for anything is kind of eroded. And I thought it's very akin to this thing Jordan Peterson said recently where he was like, why is it that we're so focused on gender? Like, why is that being pushed so hard? And his conclusion was, because once you accept the biggest lie possible, you'll accept all the other lies to follow. And I thought that was like an interesting psychological reading of it because it really is like he's made this argument quite convincingly. I think that sex is like one of the most fundamental truths, like that is apparent to people, like because it's one of the most essential things for your survival is to be able to recognize the difference between male and female. It is absolutely essential, the most critical, most fundamental perception you probably have. And so if you can get people to lie about that, well, then you can get people to lie about all sorts of things. So, it, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I'd, I'd like to look at like the research, like the literally like the psychological research literature on how that works. I mean, I'm sure there's 
experiments. stuff. Yeah, they've gone yeah. back like evolutionary biology, like that perception is deeply embedded in the genome. It's some of our oldest, I think, genome or whatever. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, it definitely, I mean, that's like going full, full hog, but I think that we've done it as well, like kind of through this like tiptoe, you know, like get people to mm-hmm, slowly mm-hmm. kind of change their morality, change what's true over time until like here we are now where people are basically willing to believe anything. You know, like that, like a, yeah. this white Irish chick is, she's actually a black African. Like, did you know? Like, it's like, oh gosh, what? How? Well, then she starts saying all this stuff where she's like, blackness can mean anything. And then you just start co-opting what it means. You're like, it doesn't mean anything real. Like, it just means how I feel, which that's her whole argument. It's like, I felt black since I was a young child and that makes me black because I felt black, which is, I mean, you could analyze that from so many different angles. Like to identify with the oppressed is like a very weird thing. It's like, to me, it really, it's like the difference between empathy and compassion. Like it was a very toxic form of empathy. Like empathy being like, I feel what you feel. Compassion being like, almost like more active. Like I I understand or recognize that you feel bad and I'm working to address it or something. And the toxic form of empathy there is like, I see how you feel so much that I like want to become you. Like that is like a weird kind of phenomenon. And you well, notice it's like, it too, like a it's little way. It's not like, true either. Like it's like fundamentally like actually impossible because yeah. it's like if I were five foot two, but I just, I, I was like, but I feel like six foot five, you know, like I just feel that way. And it's like, yeah, but like you literally <laughs> just are not. Like you just aren't. So I'm not I even sure. Stilts on. Yeah, like you don't know. You can't really know what it's actually like to be tall. You could try to have like aspects of a tall experience. You can wear tall shoes. You can like wear stilts. But then really you're not. Right, you, right. All you, you still, the experience that you're having even in that state is informed by your shortness and what has to be done in order to, you know what I mean? Like you weren't, you just weren't that thing until you just said you were, you know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't. Right. Well, it's a false premise. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I know because I feel that way. And it's like, well, how do you feel that way? Because you aren't that thing. So how, how can you know what it's like to feel what it would be like to be that and this thing. works for like the trans stuff the transracial tr- yeah transgender, yeah exactly tra- whatever it's like or these people that are like whatever two spirit like all this stu- it's like you guys are just something's wrong but anyway we harp on it all the time i just anyway, i just wanted to yeah. it's just not important so right. what like you just sometimes life you just have to deal with stuff you know like Yes. That's just how it Tolerance, is. Tolerance, literally, ironically. Okay, so we can move on. I wanted to just point this other thing out. Total change of topic. Have Do you know about the Mandela effect? Have you heard of this? Yes, but give us all a refresher on the Mandela effect. Okay. The Mandela effect started really, it's called the Mandela effect. Don't look it up yet. Because you're gonna, okay, I won't read it. You're yet. gonna spoil some questions I have. Okay, I can see you searching it. 
<laughs> Stop that. Stop. So it's the, the name comes from because people thought if you asked people, you know, all of a sudden, just at some point in our recent history, did Nelson Mandela die in prison? Everyone was like, yeah, everyone thought he did. But it turns out he did not die in prison. And people have this memory that he did. And that's the Mandela effect. So like the theory goes at this point, it's like the craziest part of the theory is like they are like changing our history. Like he really did die in prison, but like you don't know that. And they changed everything, all the physical things that would give you evidence to the contrary. Oh, that's like the most extreme form. Yeah. So like in the Matrix, you know, where the black cat walks by and then the black cat walks oh, by again. Yes. And he goes, deja vu. And then they're all like, oh, what? What'd you see? And he's like, well, I just saw that a black cat walk something. by and then I saw another black cat walk by. And they're like, Is it, was it the same cat? They're like, I mean, it could have been. And they're like, that means they changed something. So like something in the program got changed. You know, it's no longer the way it used to be. So the most famous example of this is the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears, this whole dilemma. I'm like, dude, that's so, that's like Epstein, Epstein, like, give me a break. Uh, I, I, I'm from the South. So our teachers often have a Southern accent. I, we probably said everything wrong. I don't know how I could not judge that. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we called them. Um, so there's that. I don't buy any of it. Okay. None of it. The oh. most persuasive one to wow. me ever. What that I can think of off the top of my head right now was the, uh, fruit of the loom logo. Do you know Fruit of the Loom logo? I feel like it was like a fruit, like a basket of fruit or something, like or like a cornucopia fruit. or something. Oh, you, know? you do. Interesting. That's very interesting that you think that. So it turns out, Ben, that there is, that there's no cornucopia. It never what? has been. So. No. Now you can Google Come on. Fruit of the Loom. Just type in Fruit of the Loom, cornuco- or fruit of the loom uh, Mandela Effect. And there's tons of images of what people believe that the logo used to look like. And there's a cornucopia involved. Oh, yeah. Any of the images that you see with the cornucopia are not official images. Whoa. Interesting. Well, okay. So where are you going with this? Where are you taking us? Okay. So just for another example, there was... Um, the Monopoly guy. Do you remember what he looks like? The, like, money man, the banker guy with the top hat? Yeah. The top hat and... The cane. And anything else? A monocle? There's no monocle. What? There's never been a monocle. Hold on. Now I'm looking this up. Oh, wait. Sorry, I messed up. I said Monopoly man effect. That's something else. <laughs> That's, <a different> thing. <laughs> That's the world we live in where the the rich get all the money and then there's us. And we're not allowed to pass go or collect two hundred dollars. Oh my we god. We go straight to jail. What? I swear. Anyway. Wow. See, okay. Well, I have some right. thoughts about this, but what are you yeah, are you have a okay. point? Yes, I do have a point. It's not fully fledged out, but I have a point. Is that a word? Fledged out? Anyways, so a recent one that I saw 
Okay, here's another big one. This one is totally not as persuasive to me as those ones are just because I wouldn't know. But apparently, Darth Vader says to Luke Skywalker, what's the quote? I am your father. That does one? he say, what does he say? What's the whole quote? Luke, I am your father. In fact, he does not say that. He says, no, I am your father. There's no Luke. Oh. Okay. Mm. So this is the Mandela effect, apparently. Some people say you're just misremembering. Mm-hmm. Possible. Totally. False memories. False memories, something like that. Which is I a thing. think maybe the maybe the for example, so I'm gonna start unwrapping my idea here. Why do we think that the Monopoly man has a monocle? Is it because he's wearing a top hat and the peanut man wears a top hat and maybe the peanut man has a monocle? I don't know. Maybe. The Luke Skywalker thing, it's like a word. We add Luke. It gives context to the quote. Luke, I am your father. So I don't know. Um, There's other theories. I know. But so this one I saw recently was this Disney thing. So the you know when the a movie starts and it's disney that they, they do all the logos you know when it's uh mgm is the lion when mm-hmm, it's the mm-hmm. uh thx used to come up and it would be like and play that you know big sound disney would have the like right disney you know across the castle and then tinkerbell would come and put the dot on the eye or something like that on disney that's what people remembered tinkerbell does not do that And that's really flipped people out. So I was just came across this the other day. I was watching something totally unrelated to the Mandela effect. And it said it was just called it was sounds that every kid from the 90s remembers. So I was watching. Actually, I think I have it right here. Oh, my God. Are we going to play the sounds? The sounds of the 90s. Here we go. They're coming onto the track. Okay, this is not. Well, I don't. I, I can't go forward and backwards. So, but yes, if you were born in the '90s, you remember these sounds. That's Windows. Okay. That's Windows. Here's THX. Love that yeah, one. Get the popcorn. Love that one. Coming soon to own on DVD and video. Wow. DS. All right. We're almost there. We're almost there. Sorry. We'll cut all these ones out. No, I like it. Keep it EA Sports. It's in the game. Here we go. Ready? Okay, that last little sound that we heard was DVD, Disney DVD. It used to be on Disney DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> and it would say DVD and Tinkerbell's flying all around. At the very end, she pops up 
And she does her little sparkles wee, and flies away. So I think that explains why we think that the other Disney animation, we blended them together in our mind. Mm, mm-hmm. But I don't think that we blended them together in our mind really. What I think happens, because these are memes. What, what is, like a meme is like a social contagion. So we're not nobody. We're nobody's walking around thinking about the Disney logo and stuff. You know what I mean? Like no one has that defined thing in their head, and we're just not thinking about it. We're thinking about our lives. We're doing things on a daily basis. So what happens is some somebody comes along. This is what a meme is. Something comes along from like an individual, and they tell you, "Remember how they literally plant a false memory." That's how they yes. do it in those studies too. Right. So they go, remember how Tinkerbell used to put the dot on the eye in this, and then they show you in this Disney image? Look, she doesn't mm. do it. But in another thing that I just randomly came across has nothing to do with the Mandela effect. I see the thing that people are remembering. It's this other thing. It's this DVD animation that's advertising that Disney's now on DVD, and Tinkerbell is mm. in that. So you see how it's not, it's not like a collective thing that happens. It's a meme that started and then people, it gets that. And then that becomes a contagion. Yeah. So no one's, you know, there's something interesting about like there is in the popular culture, like with the Luke, I am your father versus no, I am your father. That was there. Like everybody, like people just say it like Luke, I am your father. You know, like they right. make jokes. It's been misquoted I did that hundreds w- of times, uh, thousands of my times. My friend had a, Michael had a baby his name is Luke, and I'm like, oh, Luke, I am your father. But that's not even the quote. So it's some some of these these things I think are truly kind of in the – they actually are kind of a collective meme. Mm. But I think they're explained slightly differently. So this – because yes. that is – it's like the most iconic scene from the most iconic series ever on the face of the planet. I've even heard in that case there may be some – copyright situations with how extra products maybe were made or oh, quotes being, quote like exactly. changing the quote a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have no freaking clue. I don't know why there's no cornucopia. I looked into this this morning. I was trying to figure out this for the loom thing. I'm like, there had to have been an ad had to have been something. I mm-hmm. saw some pretty convincing ones that explained how this might've happened. It has to do with the grape leaves that are behind the fruit. Mm. Also, you didn't know there were. See, it's like I could start a meme. Were there always grape leaves behind this? Did you know the grape? Uh, like, no, we didn't know there were grape. Like, no, you don't. Like, you could just tell someone, you know, and then yeah. the mind starts spinning and you just figure out where does the mind go? And I create a meme based on that. But again, like I said, not a fully formed thought here, but that this is, I hope this is the right word that I want to use, but like a pernicious thing about people about collective memories about media about the internet and about how easy it is to like in a way this is priming people or in a way this is like gaslighting people kind of you know what i mean like you can do these little things that like get stuck and like really catch people you know like like the Mandela effect is very interesting to people. Like it really gets the mind, you know, like, Oh, what is this? Like, Oh, I remember it different. Like what's going on? Why is it so different? No, I promise it was this other way. Like 
something's going on with that. And I feel like this is a phenomenon that if understood, which I'm sure it is by somebody, could be used, weaponized, and probably is all Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like a few different things probably are going on. Like one thing could just be, you know, your mind filling in context, like in the way that you don't usually literally remember things. Like people have such terrible memory, like they've done these studies of people who will watch car accidents or report on a crime scene and often they're wrong. Like the accuracy rates are pretty low, like kind of surprisingly low, despite people like literally saw it. Surprisingly, eyewitness accounts are like really not that helpful for like solving cases. Right. Even for just basic things like what color was the car or like, was that a man? What did the guy that raped you look like? And they'll be like that guy. And then later you find out it wasn't that guy. It's like, how did you get that wrong? Like, that's crazy. Right. Right. You think if you remember anything, it'd be the guy's face. You know, it's like our memories are interesting things. Yeah, so I think you fill in that um, a lot of times. And then I think, too, there's almost like an archetypal image overlaid on things. And you don't have to think about that as archetypal, but you could also just think about it as like conceptual. So like your concept of a dog, for example, is almost like the sum average. Uh, sum average is just the average of all of mm. the dogs that you've encountered. And so if you see a dog... You don't recognize the individuality of the dog. You almost like superimpose like your mental model, like your average dog perception. So I also think that could be going on where it's like you actually kind of fail to recognize the nuances or individuality of something because of the way maybe you think our our minds work or like, you know, we're trying to process lots of information. We have conceptual systems. We're trying to figure out the similarities between things as opposed to their uniqueness. Like that would be like just processing inefficiently, like if you were trying to consume information, not in the way that's like, what is the minimum viable information I need, but what's the maximum information I could obtain? Like that would just make no sense, I think, biologically. So I and think that's, that's mentally going on. like intensive to, to like right. really get something specific. Like I have a black cat. One of our cats is a black cat inside. And there's outside, there's so many black cats, like barn cats out in our, mm. on our property. And they hang out all over the place. But the cat would sometimes get out on accident, you know, and there'd be times where I'm like, is that my cat? Oh, wait, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, is that my cat? Wait a minute. I do not know if that's my cat. I would be staring at a cat in the face and like, I literally literally can't tell. How can I not tell if it's a cat that I'm around all day, every day? And then as time went by after we had started letting the cat out, I actually started getting a lot better at noticing when it was my cat. Now I, I, almost, I almost struggled, not at all. But I think that came from a period of extent, like an extended period of time of putting in ment- a good bit of mental effort. And I'm saying that look in retrospect, before I had ever had to do that, you could have, I couldn't like tell Mandela the difference. Effect. Like they're all my cats, you know, like, I don't know uh, which one's mine. Like I, like some of them will just run inside and I've done, I literally used to like, I'd open the door and be like, I think I just let the wrong cat in, you know I mean? Just right, right. totally not had no idea. Well, that's so interesting, too. They have those, like, baby studies or whatever where babies can tell the difference between, like, chimp faces or whatever, whereas, like, human, adult humans can't do that. Like, we can't tell the difference between one chimp and another. But if you give a baby because they, like, all they're doing is, like, looking at faces and trying to figure out who's mom. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Study the babies so we can figure out this biometric stuff. 
<laughs> oh my god. But anyway, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking yeah. about the uh, Monopoly man. It's like there's kind of like a meme or archetype or whatever you want to say of like the man with the top hat and the monocle. So it's like you almost superimpose that. The rich banker guy. Yeah. Half right. the time a rich banker stereotype has a monocle. Half the time he doesn't. And I don't right. have to put in extended mental effort because no one's ever asked me to before. And that's what that's my point about the Mandela effect. It's like the meme is the way this emerges that all of a sudden, for some reason, people are tell, asking you, hey, think about this. Hey, Put in some mental effort here what, over something that has always been there, but you've never had to do that before. And that sh- it shocks you, you know, right. and it does something to you. It makes you start operating in a, a different way. And mm. like you don't trust depends your memories on, like, or something kind of gives you a yeah, sense of Yeah, and it depends on what you think about it. You, what do you think? Do you think Mandela effect is real? Do you think so? The people with the Mandela effect hypothesis are totally confused. They're fixing that incongruity incongruency in their mind in like a different in a particular way they'll Mm. they'll they're literally believing a crazy thing like (laughs) that they're hacking into like the cern the matrix weather atmosphere thing and like beaming shit into the universe and changing the history you know like i people think that the lion and the lamb in the bible like it's not a lion and lamb it's a wolf so like as if these people have ever read the fucking Bible, <laughs> by the way, oh you know, but God. they're like, so they're, it's this wow. This like, there's something about that, the verb or the action that people take under these pretenses that I find really fascinating. And, and I think it has way more, it's way more useful and interesting than just like, was it Luke? I am your father or no, I am your father. Like that's inconsequential. But how can that phenomenon and what people's reaction to it be used in other ways? Well, that's interesting. That was the last thing I was going to say. It's like regardless of what's going on sort of technically, how do we explain what's happening? Maybe it's different you know, things in different situations. But I could definitely see how that would be used or could be weaponized like as like a literal psyop or something where someone could suggest something that wasn't true and – that could become true now, like because that's exactly how they do it in those memory studies. They take something that's kind of true, like they maybe show you a memory or a picture. They show you a memory. <laughs> that would be crazy. They <laughs> they show you a picture. Well, I guess they can change the future if they can do that or the past. Or, yeah. yeah. So they take something like maybe a fact, and then they sort of like make something up. They like embellish it with something that's not true, or they'll be like, "Don't you remember when you and your grandfather went to you know?" Disneyland when you were seven and then people will be like yeah yeah I do like I really liked it I loved Epcot they'll make up whole stories that have never happened to them right it's crazy it's crazy you're like what's happening I wonder I mean I think a lot of psychological phenomena probably converge on this where like they'll put you in a room with like four or five people show you a bunch of like three lines one of the lines is absolutely shorter than the other ones obviously and these three of the people in the room will be there's only one test subject everyone else is in on it and right, they'll, right. everyone else goes oh that one they're all the same size and the person that's the test subject will go uh yeah yeah you know what you're right they are all the same size and they believe they're all the same size like they convince themselves right the ash that they're studies. actually yeah so that's that's a creepy thing about people man well, yeah, and some people will theorize there, like the conclusion of the, some of the, the ASH studies is that social conformity is 
highly valuable. Like that it will actually, you may override your sensory perceptions in order to achieve social conformity. Like that's how uh, critical to survival that is. Which is interesting when you think about the Mandela effect because it's like, that's a little bit what's going on too. Like because if someone implies something to you, that you're like conforming in a way. Like you're conforming to their understanding of reality. Like if someone says, hey, can you tell me about that time you went to Disney World? Like they're implying that you did go to Disney World. So if you say like, no, I never went, you're actually like, that's not social conformity. So you're kind of like disagreeing with the person. So that's yeah. kind of interesting because that's another way to read that, which is like the Mandela effect too. Like if people start suggesting to you, do you remember the Berenstein Bears? Like that's why I would say yeah. it could be like a psyop. Like someone's like actually suggesting something that's false to you, but because you want to conform so badly, you you override the feeling that that never happened or you just ignore that that never happened. You just assume that you kind of trust the other person. Like it's almost leveraging that too, like the other person's your trust in the other person, um, you like trust that they, you know, are a good, uh, you know, well-meaning actor or whatever. And so that's, yeah, people can suggest things to you in that way, which is, yeah, kind of yeah dark if someone's, people, you know, manipulating you knowingly. Yeah, people are weird. Like, it's like uh, when people, when you don't hear the joke, but people are laughing and then you're like, ha, 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 like you start laughing with them. It's oh like, God. but you're, yeah. but the laughter's real, you know, like you're actually laughing. You're like, oh my gosh, what, you know, like what happened? Yes. I missed it, I... but I want to laugh too. You know, like there's, it. we like, this is how weird people are psychologically. And the fact that we are so strange psychologically makes it a very, again, the word pernicious or dang, it's like a very, it can be very dangerous for people to like embark on a study, a realm of study called psychology. Like let's understand this because you're not understanding something that's like perfect computer code. You know, you're <laughs> understanding this weird thing and it doesn't have to make sense for it to be like weaponized, manipulated. And we know that because that with the way we discovered these things is by studies that involve manipulation and, Right, purpose will right. well, how you and study stuff it. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's You're literally like, can we how do you this manipulation. It. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting too because I was going to say it made me think of like the the pandemic or whatever and gaslighting because it's almost as if two things can be true because you actually can be in a state of cognitive dissonance. So, like I think it can be true that people will look back and think I never trusted those vaccines. And that was a true thought. But then they never acted as if that was true because of social conformity. Yeah, they got all five of them, but they were right. like, yeah, but I didn't trust them. It's like, oh, really? Right. But that and, will be yes. the story people tell because you, you, the whole theory about cognitive, cognitive dissonance is you actually cannot exist in a state of cognitive dissonance. Mm. That you, you... Like forever or perpetually. Like you have to do something to like... Mm. You have Reduce. to do something to reduce that feel because the dis the whole the word dissonance is like a it's a feeling like that's what mm. cognitive dissonance is it's like i have two opposing thoughts kind of in my mind and it Inner shouldn't conflict. last long but yeah you have it for a moment and you go oh hmm and then you fix it you go well explain 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 you know here's the explanation i've fixed the problem 
God, yeah, that's such a deep rabbit hole, too, because then it, like, I mean, for me, it just opens up Pandora's box of, like, what is going on? Because then it's, like, everything could almost be like that. Like, how do we know what's true? Like, everything could almost be, like, you you just come with a set of presuppositions about how the world is. Like, you come with a narrative, you come with a story, and then everything is just you sort of, like, reducing the cognitive distances, the cognitive dissonance between the reality that you experience and your story that you tell about reality and your role in it. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't know where that goes. But it is interesting because I wanted to bring up like this, you know, true thing. So like what is true? And so how did I get into this? I was looking up this video. Should we play this? Should we play some disinformation, some misinformation, well, whatever the hell people I, would call is it? Is this the Bill Gates thing? Yes. I first, I knew this folded into it because, yeah, I don't know if we should or shouldn't. I mean, you can't. I don't know what we know about it. I looked into it slightly, and I, like you, found. Debunk, yeah, we can debunk, talk about debunk, that. Debunk, yes. debunk. Okay, let's let's show it. This is not okay. real, as far as I could tell. I'm pretty sure this is not real. So we'll just play it though. It's a YouTube video. The context seems, if, it, if the video is real, the context seems to be unreal. Because the context is, I don't know, does it explain it in the clip? Does it say like who it is and what they're doing? No, no. So yeah, it doesn't, you don't know who's talking. There's no context. The context is given like in the description of the video. And there's some information placed in the video, like as like a, overlay like if you did like a screen share or a slide share so you can see but we'll just watch the video and then we can talk about it afterward but uh yeah here let's left over here we have individuals who are religious fun fundamentalists religious fanatics and this is the expression uh, rt-pcr real-time pcr uh expression of the vmat2 gene over here we have individuals. In so, so, so let, let me complete. So over here, we have uh, individuals who are not particularly uh, fundamentalists, not particularly religious, and you can see there's a, a much reduced uh, expression of, of this particular gene, the, the VMAT2 uh, gene. Uh, another evidence that, that supports our, our hypothesis for the development of, of, of this um, approach. Uh, what, what you're suggesting what you see? here is if I, by, by spreading this virus, we're going to eliminate individuals from donning on a bomb vest and going into a market and blowing up the market. So our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the VMAT2 gene, and that by vaccinating them against this, we'll eliminate this behavior. Uh, so we have some, some very, very uh, remarkable data in this next slide. Uh, here we have two uh, brain scans. These are fMRIs. Uh, these are two different individuals with different levels of expression of VMAT2. Uh, on top uh, is an individual who's a religious fanatic and individual, and we've repeated this numerous times, that, that uh, has uh, high levels of VMAT2. Now, um, this individual down here who had low levels of the VMAT2 gene, this individual would uh, self-describe as, as, as not particularly religious in, in each case. Uh, these individuals were, were read a religious text. Uh, this individual uh, light lit up uh, this, the right middle frontal gyrus. 
shown here. And uh, that's a part of the brain that's associated with theory of mind. Uh, it's a part of the brain that, that uh, has to do with intents and, and beliefs and, and desires. Uh, in contrast, in marked contrast, here's an individual who would uh, not particularly uh, self-describe as, as religious. And when they're read a religious text, <coughs> what you see is that this part of the brain called the anterior insula lights up. This is a part of the brain that's associated with, with disgust or displeasure on hearing something. Uh, so you're suggesting I take a CT scan with me when I'm uh, evaluating people to determine whether I put a bullet in their head? So, so um, the, the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the, the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. The virus would immunize against this VMAT2 gene, and that would, would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a, a, a normal person. Anyway, so there's that. That is something that came out over a decade ago, so 12 years ago. And I looked it up, so I saw this, like I just encountered this video and I was like, what is this? And then I looked it up and I was like, is this real? I was trying to like verify what is going on because they claim that this is Bill Gates giving the CIA a briefing, which I don't know that it, like the person doesn't even really look like Bill Gates. They kind of sound like Bill Gates. They look kind of like Bill Gates. I don't know that it's really them. And also, how do we know that it's the CIA? It is a room with, you know, uh, some people in business suits. But then I was, like, looking up, you know, some stuff. And so they were like, okay, this is debunked. But then it was weird because the debunking was also very strange. And so one of the debunking things is these brain scan images that they show in the video. And they're like, well, these are taken from this study. But then I looked at it and I was like, well, these aren't even the same images like in the thing. So some of this is weird. And then someone also pointed out the images in the study that some of the things debunking it are using were images from studies that were created after the creation of the video. So how could that have possibly been so put the video into video itself might not be real at all. So it's so the so the claim is here's Bill Gates talking to the CIA about this stuff. The, so it seems we could debunk this is not Bill Gates. As soon as you started playing, I was like, that doesn't sound like Bill Gates to me. The sec hit me a little bit, but not really. The second thing we could debunk maybe somewhat easily is so it's not Bill Gates and it's not he's not present and whoever it is isn't presenting it to the CIA. Those seem like debunkable things. The video itself looks real. It so are you saying real. that it's possible yeah. that the video itself is actually a fabrication? Well, see, that's what I don't know. Like someone, the theory is that someone staged all of this, that someone was creating a documentary, like a, a mockumentary, that this was a fake thing that they sort of created for their film. This is the on-the-record debunking. Like someone was creating a project called FunVax or whatever, and it was a mockumentary, and this was created for the purpose of that documentary, but then they never finished the project, so the story goes. And so, but that's weird because one of the things that they were saying is this 
they were like, well, some of the images used in here, their point was like some of the debunking was, well, those aren't even from, they can't be from that study because they're from this study. But then the study they cited was after the video was created. So that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. Like you can't, how could they be using pictures from studies in the future in this video when it was created? So there was just a lot of like weird things like about how this was created. I also find the story about the project very sus. Like the idea that this guy was creating a mockumentary and they didn't finish it, but then they this video got released somehow. It's all very like, what? And then there's like an article where he talks about it. And like it was literally during COVID. You can go read this article where he's like, I created this thing and I'm ashamed and like basically like a mea culpa of sorts where he's like, I created this. I'm bad. Like it's spreading misinformation. Like I can't tell you the truth. I can't verify it for you. Like the truth is just what you believe, like kind of things like that. And it was just very weird. So anyway, did you have other things to say though on this? Because that was what I found when I was looking into it. So I just felt like I didn't know what to believe. I was like, this video looks real. The context seems wrong. I, is this a psyop? What is this? So my guess, my guess would be if the video was real, that the person in the video may be somebody known as Dean Hammer, H-A-M-E-R, because, okay, so <clears throat> VMAT 2, vesicular monoamine transporter 2, and blah, blah, blah. If you look it up, it is a bunch of science that is very interesting, but I, by far not worth reading on this. Yes, but this is what people called the God but, gene back in the day when well, they discovered it, supposedly. So there's that some interesting like the pop science take. Well, there are some interesting things about this. So researchers have found, this is from Wikipedia, regarding the VMAT2 gene. Researchers have found that inhibiting the dopamine transporter, but not SLC18A2, will block the effects of amphetamines and cocaine, while in another experiment observing that disabling SLC18A2, but not the dopamine transporter, prevents any notable action in test animals after amphetamine administration, yet not cocaine administration. This suggests that amphetamines may be an atypical substance with little to no ability to prevent dopamine reuptake via binding in the dopamine transporter. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the discussion around this gene have to do with this other thing, SLC18A2, which is a VMAT2. So... The SLC18A2, the solute carrier family 18 member 2, also known as VMAT2. So all of what I just read there is discussing VMAT2, okay. the SLC18. And that that all apparently has to do with something to do with dopamine and like these feel-good experiences in the body, in the brain. Mm. So, okay, so there's another section on here. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, there's another another section on here that says geneticists, it's, this is the popular culture because this has entered the popular culture like we're saying here. Geneticist Dean Hammer, who I'm 
who I cannot find a video of him speaking with the same quality that is in that video where he has dark hair. The video we just watched is a guy with dark hair. Hmm. Dean Hammer has, you could go to videos, type in Dean Hammer, and you'll find some videos of him, but he's older. So his voice is different. He sounds a little different. His hair is always gray. I can't find where he's young. Maybe his voice sounded more like that. People's voices change as they get older. I'd like to find out if that is Dean Hammer, because if it is, it actually would make sense that Dean Hammer, who is, is associated with the VMAT, thing. is briefing somebody. It could be a class, a science class, a PhD class. Who knows? You know, just about this gene. Right. And he might be giving kind of a a what if, you know, when you're in college, which we both have been through college, you have those kinds of discussions like here's this phenomenon. Now, imagine we have a vaccine that actually inhibits this gene. What, what do it's you like think Michio that would mean? Kaku. I mean, we now imagine yes, in the future. Now imagine a world. In the future, <laughs> yeah. When we have found a way to manipulate this gene, what will happen? Because these dopamine experiences are associated with people with strong religious convictions. Could it be that by inhibiting this gene, we can eliminate religious convictions and people with them? So, so maybe. So I'm saying if the video is real and just contextualized in the in the improperly. So Genesis Dean Hammer suggested that a particular allele of the SLC18A2, so the GMAT, uh, or the GMAT, the uh, TMAT, what was it? Yeah, the VMAT, sorry. One of those <laughs> rhymes with V. Um, those are like tests that you take for college. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the VMAT, TMAT, GMAT, EMAT. Um, why do all of our letters sound like that? Um, Genesis Dean Hammer suggested that a partic- particular allele of the, we'll call VMAT, Gene correlates with spirituality using data from a smoking survey, which included questions intended to measure self-transcendence, in quotes. Hammer performed the spiritual study on the side, uh, on the side, independently of the National Cancer Institute smoking study. He, his findings were published in the mass-marketed book, The God Gene, How Faith is, a hard, is Hardwired into Our Genes. Hammer himself right, notes right. that the VMAT plays a role, uh, 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 plays at most a minor role in influencing spirituality. Furthermore, Hammer's claim that the VMAT gene contributes to spiritual, uh, spirituality is uh, controversial. Hammer's study has not been published in a peer-reviewed journal, and a reanalysis of the correlation demonstrates that it is not uh, statistically significant. Now, that still leaves room for this video to be valid because all, a lot of these videos you'll find are him kind of like debunking how his book has been understood, yada, yada. But it's possible that when he was a bright-eyed, Bill Gates-sounding, dark-hair-having young guy, mm. that maybe he did have these convictions oh about this. So yeah. I'm, this is all clear. I'm. It's obvious that this is speculation. Right. But I'm inclined based on what I know about how these psychopaths at the top of all institutions, whether it be medical or what, what have you, that if there's, if there's anything there, this has, and Oh, there's no peer reviewed studies about the, okay, fine. But there's dark black budget studies being done in private institutions or military application. Right. Right. You course. know what I mean? Like, of There's course they of are. Like they research. have, 
Yeah, they have like a heart attack gun. They have a they have studies on how sound waves affect people and emotionally and a subsonic sound, you know. So, yeah, there's something there. I think we could safely say just based on you playing that, that that's not Bill Gates. Yeah, I don't think it's Bill Gates. And then I think, too, the other thing that's sus about it is like, I doubt I think that if it's it would fake, be... they would have filled that room up more. There's like four oh, people. He's talking to four people. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like that if many, you're doing no. like a show, like fill the room a little bit. Like it's a humongous room with like three people sitting there. So that gives CIA briefing vibes to me. Like <laughs> that's little weird. Room, yeah, the other direction. Like we have this. We have this little speaker room. We got like four people in here. Here's this guy. He's gonna come tell you about the spirit gene. And he said vaccine, and he said virus. By the way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't he know why gonna... people mix those words up, but if he was not mixing them up, both of those are believable and still concerning. Yeah, well, he said, we're going to spread it to, you know, we're going to antidote people with this religious disease, essentially, by spreading this virus that will carry something, I guess, is what he says in the video, which is a little yeah. weird. And if, but this yeah. is, if it's propaganda, it's from those times, too, because he's talking about, like, He's talking about Muslims back when right, we were all right. Extreme, in a frenzy yeah, about like Muslims are the ones doing terrorism groups. when in reality, give us a break. We know what's going on over there. Right. So, yeah, it was so interesting. But I was going to say, too, it's also sus because genes don't usually work like that. Like it's not like, oh, you have one gene and that means 100 percent of people with that gene have it's just a this button. expression. Yeah. Yeah. If I just push if we if that were true, uh medications would only have effects and no, have no side effects. Right. Yeah. And they would work for everybody all the time. So All the time. You just find the button, push it, and then you're not spiritual. Or you find the button, push it, and you stop smoking. Right. So and they can't yeah. figure that out. But anyway, the whole thing is just weird. It's like, what, what is the actual origin story of this? It's also weird if you Google search it. I had some weird Google search results. Like, I didn't get that many. One, which is weird because, like, Google right. usually has thousands of results. And I got, like... 10 and then at the bottom it said I, I did that this morning too it was when i was looking oh. into this and i was trying i was like wait a minute let me try something else to like bring in like another kind of like thing where it's hard to find but it should be out there and i figured i could look at debunks and rebunks or whatever mm. of this thing and go yeah be- even though we couldn't find anything on here like this is probably how this got covered up so what i looked up was the sandy or not the sandy hook the um what's that other thing called the uh comet ping pong thing Oh, where there, a shooter came in. So there was a story that the guy shot a one bullet and it hit the hard drive of a computer. What? Like con- convenient, right? So I go to look that up and I get to it. I go to a whole different browser, like not DuckDuckGo, not Google. I'm looking at some other browser to see, like, I just don't want any filtering. Literally not even two pages of results, like one half a page. And if yeah, you start putting quotes in it, it's like no information. So, See, well, then I got this thing, too, at the bottom that said, like, we've hidden, like, eight results or something that are very similar to the results you're seeing. Do this search. Yeah. Tap this to do this search again and reveal these results. And I don't know, like, how often that's on there because I don't usually scroll to the bottom of Google search results. Like, I, when is the last time you ever got to the end of Google search results? No, there's a conspiracy about that, too. I, th- I don't even know if it's a conspiracy, but, that like, those... Thousands and thousands of results aren't really thousands and thousands of results like that. Essentially, you can actually bottom out pretty quickly. It gives this illusion that there's like Google's just finding millions, like all the information. 
But then if you oh. actually were to like go oh 10, 12 weird. tabs down, you'd be like, wait a minute, this is all the same. Like this is all nothing. Oh I don't know God. if it's the theory is that it repeats what? or that it's some kind of like way that the algorithm works, but that it's not really producing. It's There's really actually not 50 million results for this one thing you're searching. Right. Well, we know there's like that 50. Google is curating results too. I mean, if you search for oh, straight men or straight couples, you get gay couples. And you don't get that if you search for gay couples. So I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, well, so my whole takeaway from all of this was like, I don't know that we can ever get to the truth like in the literal sense like what is the origin well not through of, google that's for sure not yeah not through there but like what is the origin of this video who created it what's going on like is there a verifiable way to figure that out i think in principle like yes there is a verifiable way i don't know that it's like possible to like actually obtain that information or whatever um logistically i don't know i don't or, i think you that may not even be true like, you don't even think it's true, like, in principle. Like, maybe not. Because to think about what you, like, literally think about, it, like, what would you need to be persuaded? Like, this is a common question in, like, the conspiracy debate world. Mm. When you're trying to talk to somebody else, it's like, well, I don't believe that this thing is a conspiracy. Like, and then either either side can ask the question, what would you need? People do it with alien stuff, too, all the time. Like, what would you actually need to see for you to go a hundred? Okay. I believe, I believe it. it. That's yeah. what that was. If you think about it for a minute, there's certain things that would actually take quite a bit, so much so that I don't know if it's possible. Like, So for me to believe that, I live in a universe where I can't. Let's just say, let's just say that this is how skeptical I am about that video. So if I were to believe that that was, let's get rid of the notions that are obvious. Like, let's say it doesn't have to be the CIA and it doesn't have to be bill gates that doesn't make that video interesting what's the content of the video is what's interesting even on, on its own like oh we think about vac- vaccines against spirituality based on this vmat 2 gene that's interesting was right. that a real video was somebody telling somebody else about this the only way i think i could be certain that that was what it would then you could fill it in for me after i get this you can go and by the way this is a cia briefing that's bill gates blah, 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 fine I think for me, I'd have to be sitting in that room, but mm. I wasn't, so I can't actually know. be there. Yeah, I'd have to uh, actually be there. And that's good because yeah, that's I thought, well, I could ask, I could find one of those guys or what or some, but is that even reliable? Because there's a million dudes out there on the internet, old men, young men, some women that are out there going, I was a Navy pilot in World War II, and I flew to some place and I found a giant hole in the world and I flew into it and there's a whole nother world inside of it and they had green pastures and giraffes oh and God. it was amazing and the people had blue skin people are you know what I mean like there's literally people out there with stories like that so that's the equivalent of essentially finding a guy who was there but I still don't believe it because like I just need more than that I need more yeah, than like yeah. just your word and no yeah. point taken I mean yeah. that's well, that's so, okay. Well, that was my conclusion. It's like, I don't know if you can even get to like, is did this literally happen or did it not, kind of to your point. And so I guess my take was like, I, I guess this is how I feel about truth. It's like, we can't understand the world in that way. Like, because kind of to your point, it's like, you never really know unless you were there, you know, like 
Otherwise, right. just like your belief about and like, that's well, a, I trust that's this an person. actual fact. That's not a social fact. Like that's a true. Like that's right, just like a right. that's a, philo- like a real, philosophical it's point. A physic, phys- almost physical. Where right, like, right. You unless you are there, you can't know. Now that starts to make sense of how come people, humans, are so socially oriented. Why we laugh at jokes we didn't hear. Why mm. we are susceptible to memes and implanted memories or group think about how long a line is when we, we know in our heart, it's not that big, but I now believe it is that big because everyone else does. My eyes are telling me otherwise. Because that's more important. Let's use a word I don't like, but what people will understand that's more important evolutionarily that what's more important is that we What's true is right here, right now, we're a tribe or a group or whatever state of civilization, and we have uh, goals, beliefs, desires. They all coincide to move us together to, right. towards the common end. And if you have this other thing, which is an obsession with facts and knowing every single fact and being 100% certain all the time of every belief, otherwise we'd we break away and do not go along. If we do that, then we have a breakdown of our community, of our society. Mm, yeah. Because you have these, you get, you start getting all sorts of factions. You actually can have literal real life factions of religious zealots that are kind of crazy. You can have. Well, you have that in life. Christianity where people are like, these were the facts there about Jesus's life. This was the fact about Jesus's life. Yeah. So you can get that, but I think you get all sorts of factions. I think you also get people who are, who start to, this, this phenomenon goes on for a minute. And then what, what, what emerges two entirely different groups. And then, so everything that anybody from this one group, let's call them conspiracy theorists says, it doesn't matter the facts about it because now we've done this, we've come full circle. Now we're back to the social approach to this and we go, whoop, came from you conspiracy theorists. We disbelieve that we are over here. So it's like these communities, our, our big community breaks down over these kinds of things because we have to believe different things. Sometimes it happens. You have breakaway and then those breakaways, again, it's a cycle. They become communities. And then now that mm-hmm. those have become communities, the two, the, the one original is now two and the two oppose. That, that will probably happen again within each of those. There'll be some faction, a breakoff. And this just expands and expands and expands over time. Until and we see that like I I don't have a community but I relate to a certain kind of person more so I kind of feel more akin to to like a little like intelligent let's call them like intelligent redneck types like intelligent manual laborers like I like I just vibe with those people maybe or something you know what I mean they but have I and beliefs. I can get along with yeah yeah and I've been I've dabbled in all I've dabbled I have two university degrees so I can also hang out with other groups but there it's a different feeling like when we're at our dinner table with like you and michael and greg and rachel and our parents like haven't you know that's that's like really a different group that isn't you know i'm actually i've kind of i'm a little pulled away in my normal brain but i can interact there you know it's just but you feel the limitations on the relationship mm, yeah well we're table. not all you know operating what I mean? from the same understanding of Right. What's like going as on. Obama said, a, a shared set of facts is what Obama right. called it. Right. Well, so that's, yeah. So my yeah take, I guess, it's like, what's the alternative? And this is why I guess I'm so obsessed with like 
symbology and symbolism and like metaphor because I think that 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 is like the only real route to truth like that we can all share because as we just discussed like there's so many problems with like empiricism and literalism like you can't really know unless you were there and so because we're not all living the same lives in the same place like that is not going to unify us and so I think like you have to see the world in a different way because like there is a truth that pierces those limitations, I think, where it's like regardless of what this person said, you know, like if that was true or whatever, it's like there's something about like what is happening that you can analyze on like that level, I think, which is I feel like what we try to do on this podcast where I'm like bringing up young all the time or whatever. I'm like, see, this is like a deep psychological phenomenon. We can understand it on this level like – We've known about this kind of thing. It's been written about for years and years and years, and there's something true about it. I don't even know how to say it, but, um, but yeah. So I guess that's my take on it. It's like there's like a, a symbolic reading of the world. That's like the alternative to this literalism. Yeah, or some some again, like so annoying, but like some kind of balance, because. Yeah, yeah. The thing about scientific studies is they're never they're corollary. So looking for a correlation and they're looking for a correlation that's significant. And oftentimes they're just begging the results to be like just over the line is usually how these things go. Like, well, we set the threshold here and we we got it. Like we just got it. Like there's <laughs> definitely an effect, definitely there because four in 10 said something, you know, four in 10 people thought that the line was the same size at the end of the study. But that's less than half, but less than half is good. For a right. study, you know right. what I mean. Like it so, wasn't everybody, but it was more than random. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's a le- there's a certain amount of people out there that this stuff doesn't happen to, but it's still I think inescapable mm. that it there is there are people out there that it does work on. And what one study can fool somebody, one guy maybe that same guy is fooled by the next one, or maybe there's a certain actual type of person that kind of never falls for these kinds of things. But maybe they're another cohort that does something, you know what I mean? Like different kind Mm. of study completely. It's not even looking at this. Who knows, you know? But so it is there. There is something to that. And I think that it's relevant and makes sense. And it helps us with things that are difficult. Right. Well, that's, yeah. I was thinking like a good example is like the child pedophile thing. Like, I don't know, like, because that's a good example. Like, I don't really know if we can know if elites are in a pedophile ring or whatever, or whoever. Like, is wouldn't in you a have to be an elite ring. pedophile to actually know? Right. Exactly. Or you have to be literally involved. You have to be one of the people or in catch the chain of in the act. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, but regardless, which, which has can, been done, by the way, which has been done. But yes. It has yeah. been done. There's yes. some, how big the network is, is now the question deliberating factor but yeah (laughs) yes but you can know metaphorically like you can understand how elites are metaphorically sacrificing the children like you can't understand how they're not safeguarding their future how they're Mm -hmm. telling them lies how they're you know whatever spending us into oblivion as a country like that is obvious and you don't need to know the facts of the situation to understand that and that can be true regardless of whether or not they're literally like sacrificing children like to pedophilia like in that kind of like physical sense it makes me so i can't this was to say I, I can't escape the last conversation we had with johnny about oh the God, yeah. biblical prophecy and what's coming the rapture and tribulation 
So because I think that that was during during the conversation, somewhat of a sticking sticking point, maybe would be the word that you know there. Were, let's just say there was back and forth on okay, is this li-? because Johnny goes so literal that um, that you can you can almost predict it. You know, like there's actually a, a timeline to to the event, and the event will happen, and the event will happen because it says it will in the Bible, and that's how you know this is going to happen because it's right. all pretty much literal, you know, like, so you'll have, you know, the, the level of symbolism that is interjected in Johnny's mind is basically uh, a timeline thing. Ver- like it's very low. They, yeah. It won't be, yeah. Like it won't be six, six, six. Like that's not going to help you on your hand, but like maybe the digital currency chip in your hand, you know, so that's, and that, that he'll accept that level of symbolism. Like there is going to be a rapture of some kind. How will that? I don't know if it's going to be magical, but he he kind of does he kind of does think it'll be magical, like poof, you know, like poof, like you'll you'll get taken away. So right, right. that's and he doesn't. I think he was willing to seemingly like, oh, you're just right. going to be outcast from society, or it's just going to be like or some other yeah, some other kind of understanding. It was a so, little, but we're yeah. at that, yeah. but we're now we're hitting on this where we're like, how how could you? So that's even more difficult. How could you know? Like what what could you? What could you have experienced in your life, which is all life is, a bunch of experience? What could you have experienced to tell you that that thing, that whatever it says there or this prediction, whatever, is actually real? Like this, and the context around it is true. Like you would kind of, like we've just discovered, you would, you basically, you almost can't. You'd almost right. literally have to actually be Jesus or you'd have to be, you'd, you'd have <laughs> to like have God coming sort, to yeah. you or something. Yeah. Like literally coming and telling you like, this is what's happening. This is all, here's how your day will go tomorrow. Go to bed, wake up and your day goes exactly as you dreamed it. Right. Over well, and especially over again. because like, the Bible shit. is like a history of the world. It predicts yeah the beginning and the end. So it's like, you'd literally have to be God to know, to know that sort of information. Yeah, so I think during the conversation, I was like, okay, I could see the dynamic between you two. Like, Ben's like, this is a very symbolic and real in some way, but symbolically. He was like, maybe, but like, he believes it's real in a real way physically. But then, as you and I have talked over the past week since then, I've gotten the sense that you kind of you've taken what was written or what was said by Johnny or whatever as like kind of real like that oh it so you'll so for example you'd be like oh I uh, I encountered this like this could be this thing that we looked at okay so let's just give an easy example like oh this chip could be the mark of the beast that it's talking about but that to me I'm saying that assumes that that text is talking about something and it's true somehow that that it matters that it's written there, mm. you know, which takes a level of leaves a level of realism to all that stuff, all that oh, prophecy mm. and all this. You know what I'm saying? Well, that like it is a real book, literally written by people that has been passed down and printed for centuries. Yeah, you do have to kind of accept all of that literalism. Like if you're con- if you're going to compare back and be like, well, oh, well, this is happening and it says this here, you know, it's like, well, you're that's you're automatically giving credence to what it says mm. there. So I don't I don't know what that means. I'm just telling you that the conversation that we're having 
was reminding me of that conversation. And I think, I don't know, because we know that some people will say the lines are all the same and some people won't. Is there, is it like the Bible that really demarcates the difference between these two groups of people and says, look, everyone else is wrong and these couple people get poofed away and <laughs> everyone else gets fucked? Poof. Or is it, is it a cautionary tale? Is it a, is it symbolic in that it's it's i feel like it's accessible to more people if you don't make that demarcation if you say there's something here symbolically something true some some warning some there's every, there's every it seems like any historic even a just an accounting of something could be a warning because as they say history repeats or history rhymes or whatever right, right that kind of people behave a certain way kind of consistently they did this here we got to make sure that anything good from there continues anything bad from there doesn't you know that kind of thing um, yeah well i don't i don't know i mean i guess my my conclusion isn't like well that means everything is symbolic or like everything is metaphysics like nothing real is happening i guess i'm like that is a lens through which you can read or better understand the physical world or something like to perceive it symbolically or to see the symbolism sort of behind the manifestation of something where it's like okay like things aren't disconnected like as you said like things are actually highly integrated history rhymes there's like an order a pattern to reality that you can understand symbolically and so if you understand that, if we can get at that, which I think is actually easier to get at because it's ordered, literally. It's like ordered, like it can be decoded in some sense. And then if you can get at that, I think you can better understand what's literally happening in your time and place and space, um, whatever. So I guess yeah. that's my, and it's like I a functionalism. Say, yeah, I will say that believing it even just a little bit symbolically is where you and I or anybody feels the draw towards it at all, towards these notions, what, whether it just whether it be the stuff from Johnny or whatever else. The Bible cons or... Conspiracy ideas. It could be anything. But the reason mm. that there's this kind of draw towards, or that there's a draw on each side of like the trans debate, as we it's, which is very obvious. Like there's people that are pulled one way or kind of for no like cohesive reason with the rest of the people. You know, some people pull away from it because they're like, uh, the Bible. Some people pull away from it because they're like, uh, that's ridiculous. Some people pull away from it because they're like, um, I'm a sports person. I don't want to beat up women and the boxing ring. Some people just different, re you know, I don't so want my reasons. kids in a bathroom, yeah. whatever. But so because that's happening and because I fall on one side of that versus the other, and then I can look back at like things that Johnny said, for example, and be like, or what the Bible says, whatever, and say, you know, I don't know how true it is. I don't know exactly what, I don't even know what it wants, what the Bible wants me to think about itself. But I do know that it doesn't take much, like you were saying, to go to the metaphor of eating your children, to the, meta the, the metaphor of like tribulation, to the metaphor of this, this mark or this thing that like, allows you to participate in society this because we feel it we're like well everything is saying get along to go along accept this accept the vax accept the passport accept the digital currency accept your station in life or and then they tell you when to fight fight for better minimum wage fight for this fight for that you know right. diversity and i mean 
do you have to be a human to like get that to like see something like what's written in the prophecy or given something to draw an analogy from and go well it's true some somehow because i i used to listen to a lot of david ike and his ideas sometimes are a little wild i mean just (laughs) out there really i mean he's like the lizard people guy you know what i mean yeah and like he see that's the kind of literalism i like i don't know but I've, if you listen to, I listen, I mean, when I say I've listened to, I've watched, I have DVDs of David Icke, like hours and hours of this oh guy. My God. And there's a, there, you reach a point where you're like, or I did, where I'm like, this is all true, but like symbolically, but it's so true hmm. because he ties the physical conspiracy that he has. Like there's literally lizard people and they literally do these things and whatever to this personal experience and he'll he's also says things like you are not bob of the bus driver you are the universe like a drop flying out of the ocean for a moment having an experience that's called that's called itself bob that drives a bus and, you know, it makes this kind of almost like big spiritual kind of worldview out of all of the conspiracy. So in a way, David Icke is like a religion, like he's like mm. a Bible and an interpretation and a symbology and crazy stories about lizard demons all wrapped up into one. And when you immerse yourself for hours and hours and hours in it, that like almost something akin to like a religion almost emerges out of it. And I think that actually probably happens too with like conspiracy theory, like because people they do and they are accused of it, and it's probably true. You get to a point where you're like, uh, you know, like I just kind of don't believe anything. Most things are just a conspiracy, you know. Yeah. Like you know, well, matter what, like is the vi- like I don't buy the pandemic. It's like, what do you mean you don't buy it? And the religion has its debates. Well, it it's really a per- man made by lab, or actually viruses don't even exist, or actually it's all terrain theory, or actually vaccines don't have any little, you know, all these different theories about it, physically, but like spiritually, the the conspiracy community just goes, no, no, no to the pandemic, no, all that's just wrong, and the secondary effects, tertiary effects, whatever these that came along with the scandemic spoke for themselves you know in a way after time you go the spiritual conspiracy theorists go see i told you that look they changed they changed their story i told you they were lying i told you they were lying see so we our our worldview is correct they're lying liars or or specifically look our specific views are correct whatever new that fact was comes a lie out. that Max specific don't thing really work yeah. this thing yes so it's it's interesting and i think i don't know what we're gonna conclude here but i think that our finger is on the pulse of the machinations of like culture at this point well i wanted to say because i was gonna open the podcast with this and i told you this privately but i was like i feel like i'm losing my mind like i am literally going insane or something like looking into all this information if you feel if you sane, the abyss the abyss stares yeah. back at you right yeah. <laughs> exactly if you feel sane just start a podcast where you discuss and try to get at what is true 
And if you do, you'll start feeling like you're going insane because everything is confusing and nothing is clear. And the things that you think are true are not true. And then the things that you think are fake turn out to be true sometimes. And then you're just like, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Like, that's how I got to. I was like, I don't even know what to believe. Like that video about the thing we just showed, which is like, I don't know if this is Bill Gates. I don't know if that's the CIA. I don't know if this is even real. I don't understand genes. Like, what's happening? I don't know how vaccines work. I don't even know if I believe in viruses. So it's like there's so many things you have to believe in order to, like, accept all of this stuff. And then I feel like you get to a point where you're just like, I kind of feel like a religious fundamentalist or something where I'm like, I don't. It almost you get to the point where you're just like, I have to, like, reject Everything that cannot, like, be explained very simply in, like, the most simple basic terms. It's like, I don't know about viruses. Like, and you almost fall prey to, like, a naturalistic fallacy. But I would say that, like, that makes it sound bad. Like, oh, you're just like, because it's natural, it's good. It's like, well, it's also a principled stance. It's also like, this is just natural. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know if the data came out right, if that was a real experiment or, like, what you did is the right measurement technique, if measurement's even real, if we're even capturing anything real. I don't know about Well, and we've also – we're also in a state of civilization here where it, nature isn't the thing. And it's not the thing having the – we can do a lot. We can make it rain, like, literally. So like literally we can make it right. So we, I think we just live in a state where all the troubles that are being caused, we're doing it. Like it's a, it's us, it's not Mm. nature. So it's like, so to, to look back and go, well, this, these things we're doing violates nature to X and Y extent. It's like a little bit missing the mark, but like not really, because it's like, we've gotten so far away in our quest against nature or away from the natural mm. elements or whatever that we now have created uh, more problems than we were ever running from in the first place, which is becoming yes. evident. You know, it's that complete- was something really compelling that Johnny said, where he was like, "We've created all these things in our fallen image," and I was like, "Well, that's a deep thing from the Bible." And if you think about that for a while, you're like, "It's weird that someone wrote that like two thousand years ago." Like, yeah, it's just it's that's where I to, think like, that believe, there's honestly. There's some truth. I mean, it whatever's written in the Bible, it was written. Somebody wrote it, you know, and it was like it looks like a lot of stuff. It looks like a lot of effort. So it's it's something, you know. Any if you found any coherent consecutive texts with that level of completion and clarity, it would be a big thing, you know. Like we do that yes. with the go take a go 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 take go be, try to become a philosopher. Like you're going to go through all these one on one classes. You're going to read so much. Greek philosophy, like that's kind of one of those coherent bodies of work that there's lots to be gleaned from and lots of interesting backs and back and forths and predictions and ideas and theories and all sorts of stuff. So right. we do that it does, and, it, and it's valuable to look at because it was written down by people. I also think too, yeah, the reaction that people have to this sort of stuff is interesting because I think someone could hear what I just said, like, I don't believe in this. I don't know if I trust this, like, as like kind of extremist, which is interesting because it's like, I'm not the kind of person you would think would say that. Like, I got a 4.0 in high school. I got a full ride to college. Like, I got a 4.0 in college. You know, like, I'm very highly educated person. Like, I succeeded in all the things and I'm over here like, 
I don't know, vaccines are real, you know, like, so (laughs) it's not like, it's not about intellect, like about that. I think people miss that there's like an underlying belief system that you have to have where you accept a lot of things. You you just have to believe on faith that like a lot of these things are true because you can't know. Like we said, you can't verify a lot of these things because you you didn't experience them. You don't understand them. You don't have the tools to even understand them. And so I think that's why the religion comparison to like our new science, like scientism mm. is so apt because it's like we're it's almost like based on that kind of fundamental idea that like kind of everything has to be believed on faith. Like there's a lot of faith required for anything because you just you weren't there. You aren't a vaccine guy doing vaccine studies, ha- making observations, looking in electron microscopes, You're just not doing that. And even the people that are half the time don't know what the hell they're looking at. Right. You have to doing. believe that the microscope is working correctly, that it's even showing right. you real things. You're like, I don't know how the mechanics and the bits work in here. Like, is that what's coming out to my eyes actually what's in there? Yep. Yeah. It's Well, then, yeah, I get to the point, too, where you can hear that. That's what my point was a second ago. It's like you can hear someone say that and you can like react very viscerally, I think, and just like reject it. And I think it's like kind of akin. We were saying before, it's like kind of akin to when you hear people spread the Christian word or something. And the way people react to that is like is is interesting. Like people tell you all sorts of things like that are crazy. But most of the time you just kind of go, yeah, whatever. But like when people are like, there's a man in the sky maybe and he loves you and people are like, oh my God, get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like and that's, yeah. that's weird. And so, and so what is that reaction about? Like, and I feel like partly it's like you might have a lot of false beliefs and you recognize that in the moment. You're like, whoa, like if that's true, a lot of things I believe are going to need to change and I might need to become a new person. And I yeah, think that that's because scary. it's, I think it's consequential too. Like, so that's why it's mm-hmm. like, I was making this comparison. Like it's not like, so that religious guy that do we talk about this, that religious guy that was on uh, Joe Rogan talking about. Oh, the theist well, guy. Yeah. He was like a, the- a science philosopher theist. And Joe just kind of like pushes back on him for like three hours straight. He's and he's like, arguing nah, for uh, divine creation or whatever, intelligent design. Yeah, God that there's the that something created everything. Yes. That the a lot of the other models are just like not explanatory, and that this is actually the best answer. Yeah, that this is actually the most scientifically viable answer. So that's all his point was. And so Joe's just like, no, 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 you know, kind of pushing back on him the whole time, in a way that he doesn't, he wouldn't do for other fantastical things like whatever machine aliens or <laughs> aliens. Yeah. So living forever, Michukaku. <laughs> because I think somewhere down inside of us, we realize that that's maybe ridiculous in a way or like, cause he'll say like, it terrifies me. Oh, it terrifies me, man. It's like, but also it doesn't offend you. It's inconsequential. It's like, it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter because yeah. if they are, they are, and they'll just vaporize you or they won't. They'll do whatever happens, happens. Whereas the religious aspect, like the Bible or like the message, you know, like because maybe it has this feeling of consequential, it, of it being consequential, it causes like this visceral reaction. Like we were just talking about the VMAT too, like these disgust reactions 
uh, that like, I think people say there's studies about like the disgust reaction being higher in religious people. I would say that's only if you ask the right questions. If you ask mm. a non-religious person about, talk to them about how much Jesus loves them or whatever offensive thing you could come up with, you would see that disgust reaction mm. light up in their mind because it's the same thing. Well, disgust, yeah. I think though too, yeah, it's like you can't go on living in the same way. And in the way these other things that we debate or talk about all the time are kind of inconsequential, like it really doesn't matter. And they actually devalue your own life. That's the thing that really gets to me psychologically is like, if you do accept like a radical nihilism or a radical like Big Bang or evolutionary psychology or evolutionary biology or whatever, then it's like none of this matters. Like they were because in that podcast, Joe and that guy are like flirting around with this idea of like determinism, which is like you don't have any free will. Everything is fated and you don't have any choice, which is like yeah. whether or not that is true, if you believe that that's just hopeless. Like that is so dark. Like your life has no meaning then because it doesn't matter. Well, the guy made a great, yeah. And that guy made a great argument, but let me make two points. Remind me to make this, that point that I was just about to make. But the other point was that the religious disgust thing that I was talking about, I think that that doesn't just exist with like religion and Jesus or things like that, that are really offensive to people for some reason. I think it also applies to like other things that are consequential. So like the conspiratorial, Mm -hmm worldview like people have the same kind of reaction you could tell some people some people who are hyper religious for the state or for the mainstream whatever they you kind of anything that they know kind of tilts that way gives them that reaction you know Mm -hmm. like oh my god like are you are you let me tell what you think that that let me guess the holocaust didn't happen either oh my god like oh like a just visceral reaction right and it probably happens you know for the for the conspiracy theories, it probably hardens them as, as well on the other side, you know, like, mm, it goes oh my ways. God, this was really a virus, you know, oh my God, no, no, you can't, don't, I don't want to hear, like, don't debunk my theory. So it goes on both ways. But what, what, what did I just say to remind me about? The, uh, oh, the guy, so the, so he, the, he made this point about determinism, which I feel like I had never, I've, I've heard the conversation about determinism versus free will, basically, that that basically you ate whatever you had for breakfast or you didn't eat breakfast and you couldn't have done otherwise. It's you can't, it's just like unchangeable. Right. You know, you were always going to do that at that point. In that time, the conditions were just so in the universe and your history, your personal history up to this point and the conditions at every moment up till then dictated that you would eat a scrambled egg for breakfast today. Right, right. You know, and that that notion eliminates the idea of free will because what choice did you have in all that? Right. Now there's, he brought up the point that he's like, well, Joe, I think what you're doing is confusing the difference that we know all about in philosophy, which is necessary, sufficient, and necessary and sufficient. So, you can have so in the fact of you eating that scrambled egg, those all those deterministic conditions may have been necessary for you to eat that scrambled egg this morning. Like you had to have the egg, right, et right, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. But they weren't sufficient to cr- cause you to eat the egg. 
there was there's always one fa- at least one factor missing and it's the sufficient condition which right, is right. you had to make the choice to eat the egg yes you had to yes. actually do it and so that leaves this in my mind that actually leaves the free will component of our lives available because so much of it is determinism. Like we live here in these conditions. We don't live in some tribe in the middle of the jungle, which would have totally different outcomes for our life that we have no, we we didn't make any choices about. So there's a level of determinism, but there's always a factor of free will and it's the sufficient condition. And there are no necessary and sufficient conditions except for the free will. And the free will may not be necessary and sufficient for a particular choice. Because like I said, you actually have to have the egg. So it's the necessary conditions and the sufficient condition taken together in this case, make the necessary and sufficient conditions for any choice that we make. But you have to take them both together. And that's that. Like that, I feel like that answers the free will question to a large extent. Exactly. Of course, there's a like parameterization of your choices. Like you don't have infinite choices, but you do have choice sets like... You know, I can't choose to be a millionaire tomorrow. Like, that's not possible. But I can choose to have 50 more dollars tomorrow. You know, like, that's within the realm of my capability. Like, that, you know, so there's always just possibilities of, like, things you can and can't do. Like, I probably can't run 30 miles right now, like, tomorrow. But I could maybe in the future. Um, So there's, like, always that sort of, yeah, principle. And this is the other thing, too, I think, where I get, like, really hung up on you know, and kind of laugh at these physicists or whatever who are like, the universe is infinite and it's going to be in all these different states. And like, because it can be in every different state possible, that means it will it will be in every different state possible. And so they like apply these like probabilistic models and they're like, there is another universe where like nothing is different except for you just like have one gray hair in this particular spot. And like, that's the only difference. You know, it's like, because probabilistically it has to happen. Like every possibility has to occur in the course of time. And or well, whatever. so does this, the thing about the infinite universe theory is that infinity isn't real. So it's just a concept. And the fact that it's just a concept gets thrown out the window. But if it's true that it is infinite universe, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. means that this exact thing is also infinite because infinity repeats and it doesn't repeat you know like well there's a hard concept yeah there's an infinity of numbers between zero and one and between one and two and between zero and two so you're like yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah that that math is weird dude yeah but no i laugh at those people because i'm like the thing that you're rejecting is like principled order is the parameterization of reality is that like there are some fundamentals, some parameters that govern what is possible. Like some things aren't possible. And we know that because like that's what physics is all about. It's like, look, gravity and light and mass and like all these things, particle physics, it's like we're trying to understand the parameters of reality. And some things are just true. Like Look, you can't like, break like the laws whatever of gravity. You call, like gravity, right? Like, well, maybe you, maybe gravity doesn't exist, but when I drop a marble, it goes down and it never goes up. Right, right. Like, so something that is a fact. Right. So, so we there's can, some versions we, what we should of do things is we that should, aren't possible. <laughs> right. So we should look at the fact that ball go down and then think about that. 
I think we've gone off pretty far off track because now we don't we don't do that. We look at <laughs> we it, we just make up new exactly. facts and then look at them. We're like men can be women. Now let's investigate. It's like wait wait what? Like it's just not that no. wasn't the fact. Like that's not a fundamental. We're not so now we're studying studies. Like we're not even talking about true. We don't even start from a place of reality anymore. For most of what we do, I'm like news stories. Like you realize that if you try to like dig into like the details of a news story, you never, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There literally is nothing there. Like you can, you'll literally get back to like an Associated Press release or, or you know, like Associated Press. Right. At least sometimes. Thing yeah. that went out to everywhere. And then beyond that, it's like, it's almost impossible to get really anything. It's just, and because we just accept that kind of world now where, Ah, this is so much. I don't know what's going on. Just tell me. Just write it on a paper. I'll just look at it. Just tell me it on a news clip. Just tell me it in a 45 second TikTok. And then I'll just decide if I believe it or not believe it. As if any of that is sufficient to actually get information. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. That literally reminds me of this like girl who started this TikTok company. And she was like, we're making like news clips like just we're gonna summarize the news in like 10 seconds like that's what people you know just like the bits people really need to know and i was like yeah 10 yeah. seconds that's about right <laughs> yeah that's an op <laughs> well oh my god yeah anyway i don't know what we think about all this but uh i guess my conclusion is sort of like yeah, there's a balance. There are some limits on like what can be true. I think the symbolic reality is like access to the pattern or the parameters that we were just talking about. And then that can help us better understand like what the actual, you know, manifestation of, of those patterns is in our current day and age and time and lives. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could I could be pulled further extreme. Who knows? I thought what Johnny said was kind of out there, but it was compelling. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I um yeah. With the Johnny thing, I don't I don't know. I just it's like one of those things where like I don't I don't even want to believe that. I don't yeah, I don't know if I even can accept that. And I think maybe the part of the reason I don't want to accept it is like the deterministic model that you have to believe in a way you know what i mean it's like well these things will happen it's like well i guess but it, that just plows through all the other reasoning mm. and just says that i need to reason based on this reality that is inescapable but there's still some stuff that is escapable you know what i mean it's like that's that's interesting it right, there's some choice illogical. within it <laughs> yeah so that's uh uncomforting not not comforting yeah but uh yeah i don't know uh, my conclusion is, uh, what the hell? But the last thing, I don't know if this will make it on the cut, but I just have to disclaim the, we mentioned on the Johnny episode, this patent 060606, which oh, yeah. is an application for a patent, a world patent by Microsoft. And I wanted to read the description because it's not the same as the Luciferase patent, which is also a patent but is different um but the patent and the and the the weirdness here being luciferase lucifer bringer of light it's some kind of lighting up gene shit and yes. then there's the 060606 obviously patent number 666 and what is this patent yes so, so this that's is... the kind of connection and bill gates is involved right. in both of them i think oh i don't know about the luciferase but maybe yeah he's I definitely involved in this yeah. one 
So public, it's publication number World Twenty Twenty Zero Six Zero Six Zero Six. And then it's by Microsoft, so they applied for. It. I don't think this patent has been granted yet, but it's just an application. And the abstract, I'll just read oh, the abstract, Microsoft. and then we can end. Yeah. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which is communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor communicatively coupled to or comprised in the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. Body activity may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. Yeah, so, we need a hole dug, dig this hole, and you, or else you don't get paid, basically, or whatever. Right, right, exactly. It's like it's pretty weird. Whoa, it's pretty weird. That is dark. Like that's even darker than I thought it was. Like I didn't know what it was, and I was like, okay, let me just let me just debunk this. And then I went and look. I was like, well, it's worse than we thought. Are you there? I'm back. <laughs> they don't want I us said, to talk about this. I <laughs> said. The ideas like this concept, this idea, things like this utterly diminish our humanity. Right. What it means to be a human. Like what it means to be a human completely. Right. I mean, like it's so, it's so, it couldn't be further from barter and trade and still be barter and trade. You know what I mean? Like it's if just, if we're born free, this is the, this is slavery. So I don't know what this yeah. is. Other than terrifying. <laughs>